0: So right now I have the privilege to um, invite up Pastor Bryant LaVallee. So if you guys would all give him a warm welcome.
1: My name is Pastor Bryant LaVallee. I'm originally from the Turtle Mountain Chippewa Reservation in Valcourt, North Dakota, which is in the middle of North Dakota, straight up 14 miles from the Canadian border is where I'm at. And being that far up, I married a Canadian, eh? And she's still up in Canada. She's stuck up there. So I told her, I said, when the geese comes out, come with them. (laughs) And just parachute right over where I'm at. But she's up there because uh, she's from there. She's from northern Saskatchewan, way up north in the boonies. There's nothing but trees and water and bears. And of course, her family's up there. But uh, she got stuck up there because she was up there when COVID hit. And they closed the borders. And it took a while for them to open. And when they did open them, only vendors could go. And then after that, you had to be vaccinated. She wasn't. So I haven't seen her for three years. So I still sent a picture of me so she knows how I look. <laughs> and she said, you haven't aged at all. Of course, can't convince my brother because I... Oh, by the way, I have uh, 14 brothers and six sisters. There's 20 of us. We're the army of God. <clears throat> And I was the first one saved in my family of 19. 21 with my mom and dad. First one saved. I've been saved for 47 years. <laughs> hallelujah. <clears throat> 46 years in the ministry. And I got some good news to tell you. Well, it's all good news. But I got some good news. Did you know that Jesus Christ is our chief? Ooh, hallelujah. I am privileged. He's the chief cornerstone wait is this on I don't think they heard me I said he's the chief cornerstone he's our chief and even greater than that we got a reservation in heaven Woo! hallelujah you can all smile now come on smile show me your teeth are you pearlies, don't matter hallelujah it's all good God is good hallelujah and all the time I said God is good no i I'll go on it's been a long 47 years and in the process of first coming to the Lord in 1976 at a good old-fashioned altar at Assembly God Church in Gillette, Wyoming, when I gave my heart to the Lord. I was raised uh, Catholic, not practicing, just in name only. I never knew nothing about salvation. In fact, I always thought Jesus was still on the cross because when I looked up there, I still seen him on there. So that's all I knew. I didn't even know nothing about the Holy Ghost. And I didn't get saved in 76 until I went to Gillette, Wyoming. And I got, in, I got invited to come to Assembly God Church, Pentecostal. And the only reason why I came is because they said, oh, they got some good music. Well, I love music because a lot of my family members are musicians. So I said, I, I got to go check this out. Maybe I can learn a song or two. Well, I went and checked it out. Sat about halfway back. Didn't understand what was going on. But when I heard the music, I loved it. When the pastor gave an altar call, I didn't know nothing about that. I sat there like, what's an altar call? And then I felt this feeling about go up. I didn't know it was the Holy Ghost. I never even know there was a Holy Ghost. But I sat there and was wondering about this. And then I heard another voice that, ah, don't go up. It's all foolish. You know how the, the enemy works? Well, I didn't know it was the enemy, but I heard that voice. So I didn't go. But the third Sunday, I sat there in that church again. And I heard the pastor say again, anybody wants to skip? Jesus, come on up. And this time I had no choice. It's like somebody, I believe God took his two angels, picked me up out of my chair and walked me up to the front. And I knelt at a good old-fashioned altar. This brother led me to the Lord. and When I got saved, I'm telling you, I got radically saved. I was on fire. (laughs) Woo! And I'm still on fire 47 years later. When God fills you, He may He fills his door flowing. Listen, if you got a half a cup, he'll fill that up before you leave today. Woo! Hallelujah. Are you sure this is on? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And when all that happened, I remember working at the, in the coal mines. And I sit there and drive a truck that's as big as a house. And I would sit there and I would read my little my little uh, Bible. And I sit there and read and all of a sudden, and I didn't know nothing about this, nobody told me, but all of a sudden I would feel a presence come into that truck and I would just begin to weep and I didn't know why. I didn't know it was the Holy Ghost, never, nobody introduced me to him and I just wept and wept and I feel his a tingling all over me and then all of a sudden, right in front of my eyes, I, was, I flashed faces and these faces were native people and I couldn't understand it, that either. Why is this happening to me? And then one night I had a dream that I was in my hometown. And right where we used to live, by, by a lake, there was a right, right by the shore, I was standing there with a Bible in my hand, with my siblings were, were there somewhere in the water, and I was preaching to them. And then I had another dream the next night, and I was in my hometown again. But I was on a hill, and I was preaching again. And I saw myself being persecuted for Christ. And then I realized that God was calling me to preach the word. And when I told my pastor, I I, hey, pastor, I, I believe God's calling me to preach the word. He said, well, praise the Lord. Grab the vacuum and start vacuuming the church. <laughs> pastor, I said, God called me to preach. And then when you're done, I'm going to show you how to clean the furnace. We had a coal furnace back then. I came out with soot to my, from my head to my feet. And I said, I think I got to pray for my pastor. He's deaf. <laughs> I said, I got to preach. And he's putting me to work. Then I I found out, I, yes, I realized later, he was teaching me, if you're going to be a leader, you need to learn to be a servant. Amen. Do we have servants in the house? Amen. Do we have some on this side? Amen. Hallelujah. And he was teaching me servanthood. And I learned well. And 47 years later, I'm still a servant. Cleaning in a church. I clean, I'm working at a, at a school right now as a custodian, still cleaning. But God's looking for servants. And I was a servant. And stole them, But God gave me a, a mandate. In Matthew chapter 28. Verse 19. Go ye therefore. And teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father. And of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things. Whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo I am with you always. Even unto the ends of the earth. God gave me a mandate. Go and teach the people. And. As I began to travel around as an evangelist all these years, most of my ministry back in the day was with Native people. I've, I've been, I went to different reservations from the north, south, east, and west. I even went over to the country of Malaysia. And I preached amongst our Native people. Now, I know today this affects all people. I know that. But in the day, I was preaching to 95% was to our Native people. And I kept finding something was happening over and over. And it was occurring and it bothered me because I couldn't understand it. Because when I got saved, I got radically saved. We have anybody like that in the house? Oh, thank God for that one. Hallelujah. <laughs> and fire will catch on. I got radically saved. And then I couldn't understand why my peop- the pe- our, our native people were not catching the fire. They would get saved. And then after a while, you wouldn't see them in church anymore. There were no commitment. And that really bothered me. And I asked the Lord, Lord, why is it? What's wrong with us? Why can't we be faithful? Why can't we be committed? And here's what he said to me. He said, your people, my people. He said, they love camp meetings. If you put a tent up, oh, they'll come. And especially if you have fry bread. Oh, I <laughs> ah, gotta have that fry bread. And then after the camp meeting comes down, you don't see them anymore. The pastors tell us they don't come to church. The Lord says, go and teach and train my people. Because they need to be discipled. They are lacking discipleship. And that's why they are not committed. So he put me in the office of a teacher. Wow. Go and teach them. Several years ago in 2017. I was in Canada with my my wife. Eh? I used to wonder why all the Canadians always say A. Until I found out. I'll tell you later. No. (laughs) Because when he went to school. They had to learn how to pronounce Canada. C-A-N-A-D-A. Eh? And I'm up there in, 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 the, in, the, in the boonies with my wife in 2017. And the Lord is putting all these teachings on me. And I'm, my head's feeling like I'm getting crammed. And, and my head's going to burst because I get all these teachings. I'm, I'm a serious st- student of the word. And I'm getting all these in me. And I said, Lord... Why am I getting all these teachers? I feel like my head's going to burst. Two weeks later, my brother calls me. Uh, He's a pastor. and He was a pastor at Cherokee, North Carolina. He calls me and said, there's a woman in my church. She's she's the director of Life Christian University. Uh, She's looking for some men teachers. I told her about you. Give her a call. I give her a call. And she says, yes, I am. She said, are you coming down here? I said, I am in July of 2017. She said, great. I'd like to hook up and have you come and teach. While I did that. And in the course of time, she asked me if I wanted to take some courses. She said, You can learn, you can earn a a degree. Well, I never thought about a degree, I just had a license to preach. I said, Well, that'd be fine. And you know what? I took all those courses and I got a hundred in every test, but it's all open book. (laughs) I still got a (laughs) hundred. And then when I went down there, I graduated in October of 2017 with a bachelor's degree. I never graduated from anything like that except high school. I did go to Bible college and I did take Berean school, the Bible through the assembly of God years and years ago. And then in 2018, I went back and I graduated with a master's degree from with, in Bible theology. And the guy that did our graduation, very anointed man of God. She said, oh, he's anointed. He works in the prophetic. So he had us all line up. There was 12 of us. And he, we're all sitting, they're all standing in front. And he comes down the line and I'm the seventh one. He comes down the line and then he comes, looks at me, stops. And then he moves on. I said, oh, hold it you can't, You can't pass me up. got to have a word for me. But he stops and then he backs up. And then he looks at me and he says, brother, he says, you've been asking God a question. You're asking God why you feel like your head's being crammed. And he got my attention because I never knew the man. I knew this was of God. He said, but the Lord told me to tell you, I put it there. And I'm about to open the doors to use what I've given you. And that was to our native people. He said, go and teach your people. And God was giving me the tools to teach them. Amen. Amen. And then something else happened to me. 25 years ago, I'm I'm in Winnipeg, Manitoba. I'm... I had a big civic center with 2,500 natives across Canada and the United States. I've never seen so many natives under one roof, different tribes. And as we're there, and the service goes on, they begin to take up an offering. And all the ministers sat in front, and I'm sitting in front. And hundreds and hundreds of people come forward to, to give. And as I'm sitting there, an elderly lady, an elderly native lady comes down. And I don't even know who she was. She never introduced herself. I, didn't even, I don't even know her to this day. I saw her once. Here's what she said to me. I wrote it down. And then I never saw her again. She came up to me and knelt down in front of me and pointed at me. And she said, Brother Lavallee, God is going to use you to touch the nations. And she got up and walked away. And folks, our natives are First Nations people. That's who she was talking about. And I thought, wow, God's going to use you to touch the nations. This happened October 11th, 1998, 25 years ago. Now I'm back in Winnipeg and I'm I'm telling you stuff because I'm going to show you the power of God and how God moves. I'm back in Winnipeg and I'm preaching at a church now. And as I'm preaching at this church, there's a couple that came from Thompson River, north of Winnipeg. They came into the service, some native people. And him and his wife were sitting in the back, and as I'm preaching, she's crying and crying and crying throughout the whole service. I thought either something's going on or, or I'm, she don't like my preaching. She keeps crying and crying, and after we get done, I get done preaching. She, they heard her husband come up to the front, and she still has tears in her eyes. She says, "Brother LaVallee, she says, "the reason why I was crying," she says, "because I had a dream about you." Oh. She said, I had a dream about you. She said, you were preaching at a church. And I sat in there and God told me, bring a big bottle of anointing oil with me. She said, I didn't know why, but I did. And I was, I was sitting back there, she said, in this dream. And as you were preaching, she said, the Lord told me, walk up to him and pour that whole bottle over him, over his head. Before you do, don't, let me take my jack off so you don't ruin it now. <laughs> and she said, I poured it all over you. And after I poured it over you, she said, the Lord said to me, tell him, this is the anointing of Moses. Moses. Moses was a great man of God. Anointing of Moses. Wow. I didn't understand it. I was looking at her like you're looking at me. And I didn't understand what this all meant. And then in Exodus chapter 3. You don't have to turn. I think it's already there. Exodus chapter 3 in verse 7. The Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. And I, have, and I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. And to bring them out of that land unto a good land. And a large, unto a land flown with milk and honey. unto the place of the Canaanites and Hittites and Amorites and per- Perizzites. And the Hivites and the Jebusites and the uh, Perizzites. Wait a minute. I don't know where I got translation I got here. (laughs) Then he said, Behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And God has said to me, Son, I believe the reason why that you were anointed With the anointing of Moses is because I'm sending you back to your native people. I've heard their cries. They are in bondage, deep bondage. And they are crying. They're crying. They need help. And I'm raising you up to go to them. Unto Pharaoh. And you know the story as well as I do. That when Moses went to Pharaoh, he didn't let him go, did he? He didn't say, oh, God told you that? (laughs) By all means. He said, I, I know not the Lord, and I ain't going to let you go. And God said to me, when you go, he said, there's going to be taskmasters. The enemy is going to be in the land, and they're going to fight, and they're not going to let them go. And they're going to do everything they can to keep them in bondage, just as they are today. But let me tell you that when you go, you speak my word, because my word will not return void, Isaiah 55, 11. But I will go before you. And keep in mind, son, the battle is not yours. The battle belongs to the Lord. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Woo. It's my battle, not yours. But I'm using you like I use Moses to go and tell them and raise up, amen, that they'll come and be delivered out of Egypt. Our native people are coming out of their bondages. They're coming out of their traditions. They're coming out by a strong arm of God. Hallelujah. Woo. Don't all get too excited at once. We'll have revival here. And I got to hurry. I got 15 minutes. And then turn the page in chapter 5, verse 1. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go. Say that with me. Let my people go. That they may go and serve me. Wow. If you refuse to let him go, I will slay your firstborn. God is serious. He ain't messing with the enemy. He said, they're coming out. One way or another, they're coming out. And you know the story. In one day, now listen to me. In one day, they came out of Egypt. Amen? Shake your head. Are you sure this is on? (laughs) One day, they came out of Egypt. But it took 40 years to try to get Egypt out of them. Many people get saved. But they still walk with the world in their lives. And it takes a long time to get it out. But I'm telling you something, when I got saved, I got the fire. And 47 years later, I still got the fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God I was a good sinner. <laughs> you say, what do you mean by that? Because I can read, I can see. It. That means I never got, I never got into the hardships that the world gets into. I never had to, got the chance to sow my wild oats. I've never taken drugs in my life. Ever. Drinking. Nothing, hardly. No smoking. I didn't do all these things. I, you know what? I couldn't backslide if I wanted to. I never came out of that stuff. <laughs> I got saved at a young age. When I, turned, I had to be 21 to go into the bars because I used to love to sing. Oh, when I get 21, I'm going to run to the bars. I got 20 years old. God saved me. Isn't it like God would ruin everything? (laughs) And I'm glad he did because I didn't have to sing for the devil. I got to sing for Jesus and play for Jesus. Hallelujah. (laughs) Woo. And I got so on fire, I said, I'm going to go home and and save all my 19 siblings. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to tell them that I got saved. I did go home and tell them I got saved. And they said, we didn't know you were dying. And then the two of the brothers that gave me the worst problems of all, they would laugh at me, mock me, and do everything they could to shame me. I prayed for them, and thank God, those two that gave me the, all, the worst they, the, all the worst they could give, they became pastors and ministers. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. And when they got saved and became pastors, I said, now what do you think of that? <laughs> and my brother, who was a pastor of Chief Cornerstone Church, which I'm pastoring now besides ball He passed away last year of uh, cancer. Brother Maynard LaVallee. He's running. He's healed. He's running the streets of glory. And he passed the baton to me. Go get it, brother. I was working with him. And now God has called me to go forward. Hallelujah. We have work, a lot of work ahead of us to do. And you remember the, in the book of Acts, Paul heard a message. He heard the Macedonian call. Come over and help us. You remember that? Uh, It's in Acts. Really? And the call came forward. Come and help us. Folks, in ball club, we need your help. We need your help. You need to pray for us to get some workers. Workers for the youth, for the young people. I don't want somebody that just comes because they want to come and check it out. We want people that are God sent, not just sent. Amen? Let God bring them with the fire of God. Because we need help. With people. In Isaiah chapter 43. I'll get there. I got a lot of time. <laughs> Isaiah 43. is in verse 5. Now the Lord gave me this message. This, this, this scriptures. And he called me. And he told me what's coming. What's, what to expect. And when I heard these. I got excited. I was so excited. I was beside myself. You thought I had the fire now? Ooh. I'm talking about. I was praying for uh, animals. I can pray for that cat and see him go down. And I, it was so such an anointing. Now I'm about to share the scripture with you. But when I get ready to share the scripture, I'm going to call people from the north. Which way is north? Right from this, from here, this brother on straight down. You're going to be in the north. You got it? Where's the east? The east is this way. Okay, hold on. I got me. Okay, these, these are the people right here. You're the east. You're from the east, okay? Now, where's the west? West is that way. So, from this sister on up, you guys are in the west. You guys over here are in the south. You ever got that? Okay, we'll have a practice rehearsal. <laughs> Be here in about an hour. When I speak this scripture, and I call your direction out, I want you to say really loud and authority, let my people Go, and you got to point your direction. Are you ready? Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your seed from the east. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to say it like that, you ain't going to scare our devil in hell. I said say it with authority. You got to be like, you got to be like Smith Wigglesworth standing at a, at a bus stop. The band of faith. Woman sitting next to him, standing next to him, waiting to get on the bus. And all of a sudden, this woman standing there, and this little dog comes up there and nips at her, at her heel, and she goes, get, get, go home. The dog goes away, come back again, nips at her, go, get home. Comes back again. Finally, she said, get home now. And Smith Wigglesworth got all excited. And got, he got really anointed. And he said, that's right, sister. That's how you got to talk to the devil. Now, let's try it again. Let's put some authority behind it. Come on. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your seed from the east. Let my people go. Yes. Woo. And then he said, and gather you from the west. Let Let my people go. I will say to the north, Let my people go. I will say to the north, Let my people go. and Give up. And to the south. Let my people go. Uh Uh-huh. They got spirit. Yes, they do. They got spirit. How about you? (laughs) Keep not back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. And that's what God spoke to me. Son, you speak to the four winds, to the four directions, and you will take authority and tell them you come back. Amen. Let my people go from the north, from the south, from the east and west, because our native people are coming out in a strong arm. God says the battle is mine. I will bring them out. Hallelujah. (laughs) Woo! It's not by might nor power, by my spirit, say to the Lord. It's not by might nor power, but by my spirit, say to the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. I know I can do it. I'm just a man. But God says, when you team up with me, that's all you need. (laughs) (laughs) He said, because you got the powerhouse in you. You got the powerhouse in you. You walk around with problems. You walk around with your, with your lip hanging down. You step on it all the time. You got depression. You got discouragement. Why? When the powerhouse is in the house, the Holy Ghost. He's in you. He's in me. And he puts that fire in you. Hallelujah. You know what, us natives, when we got, before we got saved, we were dancing around the fire. God said, when you get saved, why dance around when you can dance in the fire of the Holy Ghost? <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now we dance in the fire. Hallelujah. Our native people are spiritual people. They believe in the creator, the great spirit. They just don't know who he is, but they're going to. They're going to. Hallelujah. God's bringing them out. I ask you and I plead with you two things to pray for our native people. There's a powerful, mighty battle going on. In native land. The enemy doesn't want to give them up that easy. But you know what? As long as we keep enduring. Keep praying. Keep seeking God. They will come out. By strong arm. Like they did with with the Israelites in Egypt. They're going to come out. Because God is going to bring them out. Amen. Those are your brothers and sisters. We are all brothers and sisters. And I thank God I got a big family here. And you're my family. you got to love me whether you like it or not. (laughs) Because if you don't love me, God has a big woodshed. (laughs) And he can take you there. And you'll come out saying, thy will be done, Lord. Thy will. (laughs) So number one, we ask for you to pray for our native people. And we ask you that if God will pray that God will send uh, workers. We need workers. There's a lot of people in the house. But you know what? We can't just sit around until Jesus comes. We got to be in the harvest field. We got to get out there and do what God wants us to do and pray that God will send people to come and work with us. I'll tell you something, working in the native field is not an easy thing. I know because I are one. Some of you will catch that later. (laughs) Number two, I'm working a 40-hour job, but my goal is to get out of that job and spend my time working in these two churches to help our people. I am very limited working a 40-hour job because I can't do what I want. And I know that. And the people that I, work, that I pastor, they feel the same way. And I'm asking you to partner with me, to help me to raise, my goal is to raise at least $1,000 a month. That isn't much now. the now economy. Raise $1,000 so I can let go that 40-hour job and spend my time working in the field that God's called me with our, with our people If you are willing to to help me inside with us, you can do it through kingdom investments that they have here at this church. You can work through them to help me. Whatever God puts on your heart, you just let the the, the people know here and they know what to do from there. But it's called kingdom investments. So let God speak to your heart because I definitely know that I need to get out of that and I need to get into what God's called me to do. Because you know what? Time is short. Jesus is coming. And we got work to do. And that's why I need to devote all my time to the ministry. Because God called me like Moses. Go and set your people free. And I need to do that. So I ask you to help me if you can. Help me to help my people. That they can come out and serve God. God bless you. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Pastor Bryant, for sharing your heart with us. So let's pray for him. God has just really um, put an anointing on him, and he has a call on his life, and we want to support you in prayer. So reach out your hand and um, join me. Father, we just thank you so much for Brother LaVallee. Lord, we thank you that you have called him, Lord, to the natives, and that you are giving him influence. Father, we thank you that you are going with him wherever he puts his feet. Jesus, I thank you for the authority that you've given him. And Father, we pray that you would provide every need that he has, Lord. Jesus, that you would stir our hearts. Lord, that you would help us to know what our part is to play in this. Whether we can pray, whether we can give, or whether we can go. And so, Father, we just ask that you would um, bless what he puts his hands to. And I pray that you would encourage his heart and that you would help him to be surrounded by other believers that are running with him. And I pray, God, that you give him influence in these communities, that you open doors, Father God. We help that, ask that you give him influence um, with the community leaders and with the tribal leaders, Lord. Go before him. Father, open people's hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, thank you, Brother LaVallee. And so you guys can talk to him at the back, um, but I do want to um, just close out here and talk about what this means for us. And so maybe God is stirring your heart today, and maybe he um, pricked your heart that you want to pray for the natives, that you could feel that heart with Pastor Bryant or maybe you want to partner with him and maybe you're looking for a place to um, give some finances and that you want to send Pastor Bryant to this community because you see what God is doing or maybe you feel called to help we need to help our brothers and sisters and when when we, when we have that, that touch our hearts it's just taking that next step right And so I just encourage you to ask God what your part is um, to play with ball club. And so I also want to open an invitation here with every eye closed and our heads bowed. If there is anyone in this room that is ready to accept Jesus, that what Pastor LaVallee prayed today and what he spoke today, maybe somebody in here hasn't experienced that Holy Ghost inside of them and that power that and they want freedom and so we just want to open that invitation up to you and so with every eye closed and with every head bowed I just ask that you slip your hand up if that's what you are asking today that you want Jesus in your heart today I see four anyone else It's just between you and God. I see five. This is between you and God. And so, church, let's pray with our five brothers and sisters. Let's pray together. Jesus, I acknowledge you. I believe that you came and died for me. And Lord, I just ask that you would forgive me of my sins. Lord, help me to live for you. In Jesus' name. Father, we just pray that you go before us today. Lord, I pray that you would help us, Lord, to know what our part is. And Jesus, we know that you have a plan for Ball Club, and we're so excited that we get to be a part of this. So, Father, we just pray that you would go with us, be with us. In Jesus' name, amen. And so actually, I forgot to call our prayer teams up. So we have prayer teams today. And so if you have a prayer need, please come up, whether it's a financial need or a physical need, you want to pray for a family member, please come up. The prayer team is praying for you throughout the week. And this is something that they love to do. They love to join you in prayer. So um, you are dismissed. Say hi to somebody that you don't know today and just have a blessed week.